Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Yeah, we should do a like an acapella group. <laughs> you and you I and starting me, a choir. My God, yeah. can you imagine? It's you, me, and who else is in this choir? Like Han, obviously. Just, Just me. <laughs> Just you and me. Singing what? Carols? Are we caroling? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're caroling. I like the idea of us caroling. God, the cops would be called on us so fast. Oh my God, can you imagine us standing outside in our shoddy clothes? Yeah, looking. We like wouldn't a, even open our mouths. <laughs> they'd be like, "Get, get them in jail. Just put them in yep. jail. They're beg- <laughs> they're begging for it. We'll figure out what Just, the crime is yeah, later. They did something. Look at them. Yeah, <laughs> they did something. Uh, oh. They wouldn't be wrong. We did do something. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. we'd be. Uh, yeah, we deserve we'd, it. We'd, we were gonna rob them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're at least hey, going to rob their time. Hey, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of doing my, that, that's, yeah, that's my what we're name doing is, now. Uh, my name is David Bell. My name is Adam Ganser. And we just watched Black Panther Wakanda forever. 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 I agree. Maybe we should just cut to clips of that movie. <laughs> a Christmas story for, for a good 10 minutes. I haven't not done that before. Yeah, um, that's, in, that's in the spirit. You said a Christmas story? Yeah. My friend, that Isn't is that the Sandlot. Oh, fuck! We know what you whisper. They have lost their protector. Yeah, it's all right. I deserve to be right. cast into the sea and d- discover a civilization. That's, I, that's I, what I deserve. I understand. No, yeah, I do understand the um, the confusion. Yeah, 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 okay. My apologies. So, Adam, first of all, thank you for being uh, the guest host here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I um, love it. You know, I of course uh, love being here. At the top of this, do you want to just plug anything? You want to oh, tell people who you are, where people you. can find you? Well, thank you. I am Adam Ganser. Uh, you might have heard my podcasts on a patron network called patreon.com forward slash small beans where I do several podcasts with Abraham Epperson and Michael Swaim. Or you might know me from my slightly more popular venture on iHeart called One Upsmanship, a podcast about video games. Dave and I have spent no less than 40 minutes talking about God of War Ragnarok so far off mic. Yeah. And I'm guessing we're going to spend about an hour more when you finally get into that game. Yeah, I'm going to start it today. Yeah, I'm going to finish it today, I think. Nice. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Full circle, man. It's oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like fate, or is it a thing we chose? It's the Ouroboros or yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> listen, this isn't about God of War. This is about yeah. uh, the new Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, which everybody's seeing, one mm-hmm. assumes. Should. This, of course, uh, this, of course, has a very interesting story behind it, which is the yes, death of Chadwick Boseman. Right. Uh, who, who they wrote an entire script for the sequel. 
and then he died from colon cancer. It was extremely sad. Yeah. Uh, and so they rewrote this movie to kind of reflect that. Uh, spoilers, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, we're going uh, to spoil the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is about the death of that character, or at least it begins with. Um, how did you like this movie, Adam? Um, okay. I liked, I liked lots of it. Um, and I can't say I didn't have fun. I did have fun. Um, I have mixed feelings that I suspect are more about Marvel than this movie. Um, yeah. like, like I think that it, it did get marveled in ways that I think are not good. Um, I have, I don't have a lot of critiques that are like, Oh, this movie was flawed in X, Y, and Z way that are specific to this story so much as like, again, the Marvel stuff. There are a few things about it that are, I think really, really good. Uh, yeah. I actually think the memorial stuff, I mean, I don't want to get into all of it, but the memorial stuff for Chadwick Boseman was really, really good. And it reminded me of what I, of some of the stuff that Coog does so well. Like, Coog right, is so I, good at that stuff. Yeah, um, I even, I thought they were going to lean into it even more, and yeah, I'm glad yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was just the right amount. Um, yeah, people, yeah. Are, people are kind of saying uh, that it's the story of not having a Black Panther. Like it's it's the it's this aching heart of this country that can't replace a Black Panther. Like that's ultimately right. what the story is about. And I would say it doesn't. It's not focused enough for that to be my takeaway from. Right. It. It's tough because was it the first Black Panther about who's going to be Black Panther? I think they're always going to be that, aren't they? I don't. I think I don't think they wanted it to be that. Uh, okay. And yeah. this one, I think this one had to be that because, for obvious reasons, spoilers. It's um, Shuri, mm-hmm. which was unusual because be her, she's. I think. Yeah, but she, I I didn't take her for someone who would want to inject herself with stuff or wear a mask. I you agree. Know? They had to really. They had to do some facelifting on the character a little bit, and I don't know that it was always successful. I think that the character of Shuri, and also I like the actress, the way she's performing it. it right, that's for a the good record, character. that wasn't hit against the actress. No, 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 not <laughs> came out. No, no, against I mean, yeah. vaccines. Um, oh, but like, right, right, right. <laughs> they had to, they had to work around that too. I, I think Marvel just jumped on that. They were like, listen. <laughs> Like it's like that's, that's what's happening. Just went off social media after that, and like I don't oh. know, she's like twenty something. It's like it's fine. Man. She might just like, be a knucklehead. I mean, everybody's yeah. a knucklehead at that age, you know. So it's like I'm not saying it's good, but oh, she's twenty nine, so she's she's not. She's exactly, twenty nine. That's yeah. too old. Uh, you know what, man? I don't know. I I I I'm of the opinion like I don't think that's good, and I definitely think it harming the production is very bad. Yeah, I also uh, did, she didn't do a full on like Gina Carano. Like she didn't compare no. it to the Nazis or anything. She just she did a more light version from what I remember, but it, it, it's still not great. But it's she like, also got injured in this production, I believe. I think oh, there no. was also an injury that like just delayed production. Like this production had a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, I mean the first one being the entire movie had to be scrapped months before production when Chadwick yeah. Boseman. What died. a fucking thing to happen! And they were surprised. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that's he how didn't, close he didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Nor did he have to. He's not required to. Uh, no. And it's like, of course. It, it, honestly, if I if I had uh, cancer and I was like under the Marvel machine, I wouldn't want to tell them either because I'd feel like scared of Marvel. It's like, what are you gonna do? And they're like, okay, we're gonna digitally scan your entire body. We gotta scan you right now. You know, like, but they they got ahead of that too. They were like, we're not gonna have a digital double. We're not going to try to recast him. 
uh, we're going to face this head on. And honestly, that was the best decision. Uh, yeah, you, it really feels like Googler is yeah. like, he's really good at steering this ship, despite the ship having this big fucking marble, Marvel-sized like, uh, like anchor on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I agree with you about this movie, which is, this movie's good, um, but it has a lot of Marvel to deal with. Yeah. And 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 it it bogs it down. Like it, I think it, there was a yeah. great movie here that got marvelled so that it's merely a good, sometimes not so good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. I wouldn't say it's all like the standalone stuff is perfect. I would. I felt like there was a little bit of. Um. Again, this might be the marvel of of it all, but it's it's like for being almost three hours long, it felt like some stuff was rushed. They had to sort of like. Like they at one point they have to have someone go down into an underwater city and then right. get rescued and, that and it's takes like that is five so, minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's such a logistically impossible thing. Right. And they just got to be like, ah, yeah, okay, she's out. They uh, stuff like that. Well, so okay, I want to I want to trace back to like a couple quick little points because I think we should spend some time on the Marvel issues. I really do. Yeah. Uh, just some quick points. I do think that it's if you're gonna pick anybody in this story to be Black Panther. It has to be Shuri, right? Like, like it that's does. not a mistake. So, I this is like not a logical thing, um, but what's her name? Okoye. Yes, uh, Okoye. I wanted it to be her Me more than too. anything. I like that character a lot, and she yeah, also, is a good warrior. It makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like if I were uh, the queen of Wakanda, which you know mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, she would be the obvious choice because it's like, well, you already know how to kick ass. And I felt like she, uh, uh, Okoye, was put on the back burner in this way more than she. Like that's my big, and it's not a narrative issue; it's a uh, fan issue. I am a fan of that character. I love her. See, I want more of her. And she felt like she was shelved for this movie. Well, and that well because Dave, they give they start her with an arc, which is like you failed I, the queen. They shouldn't have her have an arc. It, like I, I love her. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like, look. If if we're gonna accept the Marvel idea, which is that we're gonna have movies about everybody, you know what I mean? Like everybody's getting a movie, right? Then like we don't need everyone to have an arc in the in the the prime movie here. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. doesn't need an arc. I would say like, I think three characters here needed an arc, maybe four. Like I think Letitia uh, Shuri needed an arc. I think R- Ramonda Angela Bassett's character needed a, an arc. Oh yeah. I think I think Lupita. Uh, N- who plays Nakaya? Is that right, Nakia? Yeah, Nakia. I forgot about her character. She needed an arc, and she didn't quite have one, but she no, needed one. No, she's kind of on the. She's shelved as well. And and Namor, uh, Namor, the, the obviously, villain. yeah, yeah. The rest of the people don't need arcs. Um, yes, again, logically it. speaking, Shuri needs to be Black Panther. It, it makes right. It, it makes there's just all no other way. Sense. Yeah, there's just no other way. But my heart really didn't. My heart really wanted Okaya. Um, I could have. I could have lived with uh, uh, Nakia, played by Lupita, or or Okoye. I could have lived with either of them being Black Panther and been like, "That's cool. yeah." I thought Lupita, but she's too expensive. I feel like um, for like, Black Panther. I, I well, no. actually, you're right. Is that half the time it's just a CGI stunt man? Anyway, but Lupita, like, I felt like she would be like. I mean, I guess she's not more too expensive. She just doesn't feel like she's like. Um, it, 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 she's one where it's like, I don't think you're gonna be in this that much. It's it's like watching like Natalie Portman 
in the Thors where right. it's like she clearly doesn't want to be there. Right. She's like, listen, I like the money, but I'm not going to, I'm never going to be like a big main featured character. Cause she's, and cause she doesn't fit in the Marvel universe as much as she fits in the Oscar universe. Exactly. Right. Isn't that really what it Lupita, is? Yeah. Lupita feels the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lupita's in like serious that. movies, right? Yeah, like, I think Winston Duke is killing it in these. I think he's I also kind of like happy to be on the side a little bit. Uh, I'm sure that's true. So like, I, this is a tough movie to tackle because it's like, what thread do you pull on first? Like, right. I, I think there was, I really think there was a good movie here that was just the story of two or like maybe three women dealing with the loss of a king and a brother and a son yeah and sort of coming into their own i think that was a story that was that was a good story and right. it just got buried under enough a bunch, a bunch of other stuff that sort of drowned the emotion of it you know this is the yeah it's okay yeah we'll talk let's talk about the marvel of it all because i sure, okay. famously uh you know famously, famously. everybody knows the president's aware yeah i i, I got a text almost, about it <laughs> yeah i almost have the <laughs> <laughs> the Amber Alert. Uh, I I almost always have the exact same issue with Marvel films, even the good ones, and yeah. this was no different. Which is that this is probably my favorite story-wise and emotionally. This is probably the best Marvel film I've seen in a while. Yeah. Like I I I liked Raimi's uh, Doctor Strange more, even though that movie's a fucking mess. Uh, just yeah, but because it's, but it's I like silly. his directing. Well, it's silly. Like it's it's yeah. not trying to tell a poignant story. Yeah, like yeah. I had more fun, um, but this is obviously the best one in a while. But every single thing, it's it's the thing that gets in the way is the fact, and this was the same problem with the first Black Panther. The marvel of it all gets in the way, which is that Kugler specifically creates these situations um, where um, he he wants nuance mm-hmm. and he wants to tell an emotional story, and then Marvel is like, well, guess what? We still got to have Laser Merman. <laughs> still yeah. got to have that. <laughs> to his yeah. credit, in this one, spoilers, doesn't end with the good guy defeating the bad guy, which what really bugged me about the first Black Panther, which was like this, like where it was like they presented a villain who had a point and then they sure. just have to end with a superhero battle. That's what it, it's the same with. Uh, or WandaVision where it's like we're going to explore a woman's grief and then it's like are you or are you going to have her fight a fucking witch in the sky at the end I mean ultimately resurrect (laughs) resurrect the person she was grieving well that's the problem with superhero movies is that ultimately they end up sort of dramatizing and externalizing inner conflicts that would be more interesting if they were just inner conflicts exactly you know because it's always going to be a superhero movie so it will always hit a ceiling where it's like yeah, yeah, at where the, the end of the day, you need lost. them to pew 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 each other, well, and and so so that's what's so cool about this, like that I I think they managed to sort of carve out three distinct spaces where they didn't do that. Um, the right. fir- the first is all the funeral stuff uh, up top for for T'Challa. All of it is fucking awesome. It's so yes. good. It's it's like it it you just forgot how powerful the fact that this poor actor died is. Like, right. and it makes you think about my god. Like it makes you think about the movie, but it also makes you think about what the movie meant to uh, all of us as moviegoers, and especially like the black community. Like they lost Batman. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like the, like this is one of the most significant superheroes ever. And he died yeah. it, before he even really got started. And yeah. it's, it's just awful. Oh, yeah. Not just superheroes, know? but just actors. 
Like, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And of course, you know, he's a person, but right. like, for us, the audience, it's like, it's, yeah, it's incredible to see something that tragic. And of course, this is bookended by the ending, which is extremely powerful. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin Smith was right to cry, folks. He was right to cry. Don't make fun of him. Uh, no, where Shory, um, like sits on the beach and then they just cut like silently. No music. No music. Just these like silent shots of fucking Shadwick Boseman. And you're just like, fuck, man. Like Coog Coog is so good at that shit, man. Yeah. Like Coog was doing that and I'm Coog was doing that in film school. Coog Coog is like anytime that there's just a moment for that kind of like meditation, he's gonna knock that out of the park. He's he's so good at it. And like both of those moments were so genuine and uh they really elevated the whole rest of the film, I thought. Yeah. Um, into like, oh, okay, this is this is real. This is really like we're really doing some storytelling here. Um and the the other moment that I think is related is they had just a, a a Marvel in memoriam section when they did the Marvel comics that was just Chadwick Boseman, which yeah. which sort of it was like it was no longer just about the funeral; it was about how big of a loss this man was to the biggest movie franchise ever. Yeah, they you know? did a very yeah they did an extremely good job. Yeah, with it's great that entire angle of it. Um, yeah, they yeah, did that honor Marvel the Marvel logo. Uh, yeah, that was that was. A uh, good idea. They, they, yeah, they did. They did right by him in terms of honoring him in the movie. But the point I sure. want to make is, it was also good for the movie. Like I think yeah. the movie is better because they did that. Well, that was the so. Here's this thing that was so, and again, like I don't think there was ever a question. Like again, uh, like all the media has said, like they almost immediately said, we're not replacing him. We're we're not replacing right. him. Right. And like, can you imagine if they tried to pretend? that the character was still alive no or you know it's just like no you kill the character and then you have everybody around him right be mourning the character so we the audience can also mourn the actor yeah you just can't do it yeah and making it about grief and loss um it's like what if you it's very smart it's like what if you'd recast neo after the first matrix right that's what we're talking about it's just like no you know, like you just can't do it. You know, like it, you can't we, it's, do it. You can't do it. Uh, it. He, yeah, he's too in. He's too inextricable from that role. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. They made all. They made the only choices they could, and I think they did a great job with that problem. And they made that problem have a sort of narrative complexity that elevated the film. And uh, I thought that was really truly beautiful, and I loved yeah. that. You know, and again, um, like, and this is. When you know, when I complain about having to do the Marvel of it all, yeah. the obvious answer is like, well, what else are they going to do? Because it is true, is like they're not going to not do a superhero movie. So it's like, okay, for a superhero movie that has to mourn the loss of its lead actor, this is probably as good as you can get. Right? Absolutely. Well, and also, I think if they didn't make more movies that would be undercutting the legacy of this movie. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I think like, they this is should one of the times where it's like making more movies is a good idea yeah, too. They should. And, and did keeping. Yeah. And like honoring him. Um, no, it, it was, this is again, as good as it can be. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it definitely, th- there, there's a few things that I think it could do without. Um, but yes, generally speaking, the, the part handling, uh, the loss of Chadwick Bowman, all that they nailed. And 
Shori's yeah. character they nailed nailing the anger that she feels well, and the idea that uh, oh, can I yeah, can yeah, I object to it? Can I object to this a little bit? So yeah. I no, I totally believed her anger. I also it took me a little while to get a sense of who I think that character is this time around because right. she definitely keeps a brave face on and because she looks like a child. You know I mean she looks she looks yeah. younger than she is. She looks like she's like, you know, 18 or something, right? Right. And and so like, I I didn't get the sense even though they had that line that there was all this seething anger in her because she seemed pretty light and playful for a lot of this movie, and so yeah, that's a good point. That's a it, good point. She doesn't. It's the Marvel thing where it's like we're going to joke and then the next scene we're going to be serious. That's right. And it's like yes, yeah, that's a huge problem because you know again this is one of the bigger spoilers. So you know I don't know man if you're going to listen to this podcast just get get ready. So like when she finally re creates the herb that's that transfers her to the ancestral realm which is the only way to become black panther she meets killmonger now obviously the reason she meets killmonger is because they needed somebody that mattered and he's the only person left in the franchise and again i i i I can't stress this enough you could see even without like digitally doing it you can see them bringing like a look-alike from Chadwick for, like, a shot. You know what I mean? I, I almost like, thought they were going to grand off Tarkin it. I really thought yeah, that might happen. And I'm so glad they didn't. Me too. I liked the, I liked the use of Killmonger. I Me liked too. that because it was supposed to show darkness. But I, I didn't believe what it meant. Like, I didn't yeah. believe what it meant. Did you? I have a proposal. I'm, I have a proposal. Great. I'm excited. What if Shuri was the main villain of this of this one and it's about her having a change of heart like i think that's what that i hope would happen but see yeah i thought she she almost goes that way and yeah. but they don't do it enough you're right they don't do it enough and like the ending battle really uh kind of was a whiff for me because it's her doing a spite where she's right. like we're all gonna go out there and trap them on this boat right and it's not very visually grand and or, it's also or like clear logically, like how would this work? Right. Yeah. And she's having this moment of like for Wakanda, for the queen, and everybody's cheering. And I'm like, yeah, but this is this is a revenge. Right. And like what you can't make it also a powerful moment. You right. have to make this a sad. This moment. is the Northman. Like you decided to do the Northman here. Yeah. A- and like I, I think it would have been a powerful move. I don't know if it's the right move. And I'm sure Marvel would have said no. But for her to to like go full. Uh, vengeance quest and become an evil like become Killmonger yeah I don't think she needed to become like um, what's her name Wanda like I don't think she had to go that far but I think she needed to hit the oh right they just did this trope that's right I forgot but I do right but I do think there needed to be more darkness there you're right now that you bring it up like I think I was confused like I like I was confused on the level of like why is she doing this like and then I, I was like okay so I see what the math was, but I just didn't emotionally connect right. to it. And then I just don't think this this actor f- brings that kind of fury to it. Like again, if you'd put Okoye in this position and she was rotting from the inside with rage and vengeance, and then had her do it, I would have bought right. that. You know, that's why this felt like a misstep. Because okay, so um, I still believe like I still like the idea of shuri in her her the darkness and the need to for yeah. revenge but you're right yeah. is that so they never say exactly how um he died uh but it's, a, it's an illness and it she could have she could have saved him if he'd been able to drink the ancestral drink again right 
So that was her, unclear. Yeah, though. yeah. That was the thing: is her rage isn't quite directed enough. It's like I, I'm mad at like circumstance. So like they didn't have they didn't have anything for her to be like really mad at. And then you compare that she was helplessly angry. That's what it, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am but I like here that idea? Of like I just want to see the world world burn. Um, and so what they had to do was uh, kill her mother. So she gets a separate revenge arc. Like that was what was weird is like she's a beginning of like, I just want to see the world burn. And but she has it's directionless. And then uh, the bad guy comes, kills her mom. And then she's like, new arc. I want to kill him. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, yeah. Or re- like it, reboot of same arc, really. But yeah. Yeah. And so when you look at Okoye, where it's like, so what Okoye is, does, and, and I thought this was really smart, is, so she, it, it's still a little weird, but, um, uh, what's her name? Angela Bassett. Um, Ramanda. Ramanda. Who, by the way, um, is, is absolutely transfixing. Like, I, she's like, amazing. I love watching her in this role. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. I was so bummed that she died in part because it was sad, but also just because it was like, oh, man, she's so good at this role. She's like, so good. I'm going to miss her so much. Uh, anyway, please continue. But All right. So you look at you look at like the components of Black Panther, right? Yeah. Of the first one is you have right. the Black Panther, you have the queen. And the you tribes. You have like the gadget, the tribes. Right. And so there's all these figureheads. Right. And so, and so what happens is, um, so we haven't really gotten into the plot. But like a bunch, a bunch of fucking fish people are like they found Fibramian in the ocean. We we want to kill the person who invented this detector. Uh, I don't know why because it's like yeah Be- they'll just make another. But because, sure, right, right, whatever. Well, they think I think the idea was that this is a once in a generation gifted scientist who did it. Right, but it's like she wrote it down. I imagine how to make this or but like sure. I, you're you're dramatically underestimating how many smart people could do this. It's got to be more than one. Let, let's yeah. get real. I, I think you're, I think so you're actually skipping. MIT. But you're skipping a step that it matters. So the the so the movie starts off after the funeral stuff, which is again the best part of the movie, uh, with like this UN meeting, and at this right. UN meeting, they're like Wakanda is not sharing the vibranium resources, and then Angela Bassett plays Ramonda, who shows up there instead of sending a delegate, which is interesting, and she just basically says like, yeah, we're not gonna because you guys are all corrupt and Wakanda is not. And uh, here's proof. You guys tried to steal our shit, and we captured them and brought them here. So fuck you guys, right? So the conflict is that Wakanda has the only source of vibranium, and that's what everybody believes, and Wakanda is unassailable until, nope, there's vibranium under the ocean someplace because somebody found it. Right. right, that part matters yep. because some for some reason America is in this movie, and it's like they shouldn't be. But that's all. Yeah, I Yeah, well, say. they wanted to appeal to American audiences, so uh, it, they yep. were they're like, look at this white guy. Yep. Well, I actually think <laughs> we got that Bilbo. Bilbo. I, I mean, he was say, in the original. He is a character who deserves to be in. Yeah, it, he's fine. But like the Julia Lewis Dreyfus of it all, it was just like I don't. Yeah, this all yeah, felt unnecessary. They had an arc. We didn't need that to be there. Yeah. Also, I would say, and this is like the most strategically into, like strategic decision that I liked. I think the the way they represented Riri, who is like the, the American kid who invented 
Ironheart, yeah. device, yeah, who then is Ironheart. She was clearly an attempt to get American audiences invested in the story. Yep, and I and would it argue, fucking worked. It, it, it really, yeah, dude. Did you? The audience was like connecting, man. I have a different opinion. I but think she could have been completely removed from the film. I I agree, but I'm saying that because you and I were in the theater. Right. Right. And as soon as as soon as she basically was started getting one liners, which was pretty quickly, the audience was invested in her. Yes. Like just well, like here's, it worked. You know, here's the the purpose of her. That's that's smart is that they needed a fish out of water. Uh, they needed someone to go, whoa, look at all this stuff. Right. right. They, but it's yes. also the marvel of it all where they're like, we want we need Ironheart. And so they needed to very quickly introduce this character to the point that it just felt really coincidental all of it where where she's just there so the idea is they're like you have to go get the inventor of this machine again feels weird inventor of the vibranium discovering seabot that they found right. below which yeah. uh, for the bad guys that feels weird the motivation where it's like why would you do that like when if america you know when we had nukes you wouldn't go after Oppenheimer. You'd go after America. Like, you'd go after the country that's wielding it, not the fucking inventor, because it doesn't matter anymore. Well, and then, see, it's like I it's thought about invented. that. I thought about that in the, in the movie theater. The difference is that, like, if you can't find vibranium, right, which that's, that's the whole setup. If you can't find vibranium, then you don't, there is no international incident. Yeah, but they right? found it. Well, it begins with them finding it. That's, that's so. right. So they do know where it is. So they are coming back. You're right. You're right. Forgive me. You're, yeah. Your point is well taken. It just, I get what you're saying, and I get what the movie was trying to go for. But to me, that felt like a really sweaty way to get this character in. Because then they go to MIT. Uh, and uh, She's selling test answers. Yep. And she's yeah, just sure. a genius Tony Stark. And she's like, oh, yeah. yeah. They, in like a second, literally have to have Shuri look up and go, oh, shit, you have an Iron Man suit. And she's like, yeah. And then they, of course, they when she goes to um, uh, Wakanda, they make her like a full-on Gundam. I, uh, I hated that. Yeah, like, it didn't look just good. Hated I didn't think it. it looked good. I didn't think I hated it because it was like this is such a distraction from everything else that's happening in this film. It also like, again what? the ending fight. So, uh, if you're gonna have an ending fight, a war, first of all, you don't necessarily have to, but if you're gonna, what an awkward situation. It's like a boat. Uh, that's like doesn't have much space on the top of the boat so there's nowhere to really go and then there's this gundam flying around and right. then the the villain also flies so they have to like figure out a way to get black panther to fight the flying v villain and not the gundam and not Ironheart. and it was just like really it was a lot of really awkward elements it, i thought it's this it, you know what it is man it's like watching a it's like watching a seven-year-old that has a bunch of toys that don't match trying yeah. to make a big battle out of those toys that was it and that's it, what it, it is that's that's the stuff where it felt like it was all is the marvel of it all where they're that's, like we're gonna that's have the to problem yeah yeah you're gonna have to have Ironheart in this and it's gonna be it has to be awesome and it's like okay really because it doesn't feel like an iron heart type of story well see and it really didn't well i again marvel has carved out like a couple of playgrounds that make sense for these kind of yeah. crossovers right like the avengers is a place where then you can that's where the seven-year-olds play in the sandbox right the problem right. is that they're doing it on every movie now 
where like they all have crossovers and therefore yes. they have like tones and styles that are in conflict and they just smash them together at the end and it's like that well, is really sucks. true is that they used to be like a thor movie is a thor movie right we'll tease other characters right for sure they show up or, but they don't they don't run the, sh- the show for five yeah. minutes you know look look no further than um the new thor ragnarok did you see that i did it was fine it was fine. What was what irritated me was like, listen, either have the Guardians of the Galaxy in this or don't. You you advertised it as being like, and here he is with Guardians of the Galaxy. They kept setting it up where he's like, he's going off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the movie begins with the Guardians of the Galaxy being like, we're going to go. Right. <laughs> and we, we'll, Here and we even, are. <laughs> yep. And yeah, then yeah, when yeah. he's faced with like the problem, he doesn't like call them again or anything. He doesn't say, hey, can you help me? You know, friends. Like they're just they clearly couldn't be in the movie long enough, so it was like, well, just don't have them then. Like stepping way back, like my fear is that it, we're actually training people to like people are no longer getting story training when they watch these movies. You yes. know what I mean? Like like uh, people are starting to think of stories as being like tonally kind of who gives a shit. Oh, and, yeah. and just like let's slap this stuff together and like as long as there's booms and blow-ups and you know if it's r-rated it's l- some nudity it's th- great yeah it's the lowering of the bar it's the it's equivalent a real of yeah yeah it's the it's the game of thrones meme where the wings behind her and someone said this shot is should be taught in film school and it's like that's adorable like you, this is the first creative shot you have ever seen in your life it's that where it's like the moment like i've seen this online and stuff and like as people get older and if someone gets more interested in film, they obviously will mature, but it does feel like the language of film, the bar has been so lowered that when a movie does something remotely competent, people are like, that's amazing. And it's like, no, that's baseline storytelling. Well, and by contrast, the, the line for television and for video games that have, that are, you know, you know, also entertainment mediums that are aging has gone up for what they expect out of narrative coherence. Ah, it's true. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's happening to all forms of entertainment. It's just happening in movies, really. Right. You know? And, like, like, I mean, there's been bad stuff forever. I'm not here to say there's bad stuff. But, like, Marvel oh, dominate yeah. dominates movies. There's dominates. Yeah, and the least they could do is write stories. Well, it, the least they could do is, like, care about their stuff. They don't yeah. care. That's what bothers me. Is like, like for instance, I think these Mer people were actually kind of an interesting villain for Wakanda specifically. Like, yeah. not outside of Wakanda, but I thought there there was a, a possibility because of just stylistically how they work of there being a really interesting battle between them. You know, and I thought the the possibility of Black Panther versus uh, Namor or Namor. Um, could have been a cool fight. I could have liked it, you know. Yeah. And uh, but it just got swallowed because of Ironheart and space battle, like or like you know atmosphere right. battles. To and do a movie about water this bombs grieving and, process, yeah. it needed to be tighter. And like, it's not a movie to introduce like a new superhero. It just isn't. We don't need uh, it. Take yeah. your time, you know. Yeah, but like, like going, yeah. They could have done guys. So this is the thing, and I'm not in favor of this, but I'm just sort of talking to the reality of it. If they right. did a movie that said it was called uh, Black Panther Okoye, right? Okoye, and it was just about her, and they introduced Ironheart in that, it was like some buddy spinoff. That, that would be fine. fine. People would be fine well, with that. You yeah, know, like I want to. So 
going back to her actually because this all began with me i wanted right. to set up why it it felt really weird because you have shuri who's mourning her brother right that's how it starts uh and yes. then we and, have and ramonda mourning they're, they're both mourning yeah, t'challa right they're both mourning and then you have of course um you have okoye who's like also mourning and also feels this need to like protect shuri and they do this thing yeah. where Shuri goes to MIT to find Ironheart, and they they and so what happens is Shuri gets kidnapped, and Okoye comes back, and the and the queen is like, "How fucking dare you? You, you lay up. down your spear. Yeah. you're fired." Right. And I thought, "Oh, this is the beginning of her arc," and it never comes back. Well, she and, gets reinstated, but sort yeah, of off but screen. Like, off screen. Yeah. And there's this big, she's like crying and she says, this is all I have. It was great. Uh, I want yeah. yeah, she's killing it. And that's the most powerful scene. And, and so like, obviously Shuri needs an arc too, but then the, when Angela Bassett died, I thought like, Oh, that's great. Okoye, uh, never resolved that. And she's going to have that in her heart and she's going to feel like this is all her fault. And meanwhile, and she Shuri becomes has Nightwing to, for that, for that. And she becomes community. black Panther. Yeah, right. she oh, becomes yeah, the right. Black Panther. Sure. Yeah. She is it's it's a like I thought the next time we'd see her she'd be getting in the suit and Shuri has a, her own arc which is like she's she's now rudderless and the queen. And it's like 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 I was saying the first Black Panther the queen was a separate type of character than the Black Panther. And so the fact that she's now queen in Black Panther I thought like oh why why can't she just be queen? That still makes her a p- very prominent character. And also, um, I, it's, and I, she's not a fighter. She's never been a fighter. Correct. So that's it's a like, problem. Yeah. So it's like, why does she suddenly know how to fucking fight? Like the the yes, she's superhuman, sure, but it just felt like they were the like it really felt like the trage- trajectory was to make Okoye have this like emotional arc where she becomes the Black Panther, and I was so like ready for that and i and then they're like, i feel yeah. the opposite where i feel the opposite where i'm like i think that one scene would have been enough uh well i guess i don't know i i but think you're you're they, right they that it, either they resolve her or they don't yeah. do that at all. right it's one of the they two. set up this they set it up and then they never give her uh resolve like you said off screen she just comes back and I was just like, oh, really? That's how we're resolving this? Is like, she's just, oh, yeah, put on this blue suit now. And you're like this. And I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck about this. Like, you set up a deep emotional fucking scene with her. And then you never really give her a payoff. Right. She sort uh, of, she just sort of comes back in a different suit. And it's like, okay. Right. Just really quickly, you, did Marvel movies ever lose money? Do they ever lose money? Do they all I make doubt money? It. Right. I, I think they probably all make money. So that's where that's when I'm like, then there is no reason to do all this arc shit. Like, yeah, it's, you could well, just make another movie, and it would make the thing money. About Marvel is that I, good on them for trying, but like it also it goes into why these movies often will feel lazy sometimes. It's because they have nothing to lose. Like right, like they have. It's it's I think one of the biggest problems with movies in general, which is like. You can make a god-awful Godzilla film, and they have several times, and it'll make enough money usually because it's Godzilla. You know what I mean? Where these tentpole... Like the fact the too that, big like, to fail stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and like they have to go so... like Or a better example is Star Wars. You right. can make a yep. mess of a trilogy. And they and do. it still makes all the money, yeah. 
because the brand is there and they they all the money making is now on that that like there's it's so hard to like to challenge the studio now because of that reason which is like they're not tr- they're not necessarily trying to make good things because they don't need to well my point um, is the the studio should like the studio is actually incentivized because of that fact to make less bombastic movies that are right. overbloated because they can just make another movie that makes money. Right. Like, you but know what I mean? Marvel, so like, yeah. why don't they do that? At the least? problem with Marvel, and it's been more of a problem, I think with this new phase, the, the post Thanos is that every film so far has felt like it's just setting up more films. Uh, right. like, right. That's it's right. Like, it's they almost forget about the story they're telling. A prime example of that I thought was um uh the uh, it was Eternals where they have Jon Snow in that and he's just there to set up a future character but they keep putting him throughout the film and he doesn't actually matter and it's like it's stuff like that like Ironheart's an example of that Dave, where it's there, like there you're is, just here to set up a future film. There is no there is nothing that could have made me watch the Eternals Dave. Like there, there is absolutely nothing that could have. It's made a pretty me watch incredibly that. bad movie. Of course um, it is. Why would I want to watch that? Like, and yeah. I like the director a lot, but I also I know if I don't, not know, I feel very strongly like what a shame to use a director with this kind of talent in this space. Yeah. Like, what a waste. You know, it's uh, a re- it's yeah. That I, movie is um, embarrassing. Yeah, and I like to me, it's like I guess there's a part of me that wants to see Coog. I, who I love and I think is a great filmmaker and has done great with this franchise, but I want to see yeah. him do the stuff that I know he does better than anybody. Like yeah. when he gets into the, the emotional resonance pieces and the grieving pieces and like that stuff he's so good at. And I thought that right. you could feel it as soon as he started doing it. It was like, yep, this guy is, is a master of this. Um, and I'm just like, but instead he's got to spend all this time like, justifying how Lapita gets down into the center of the ocean without people being seen and like, right. And just stuff like that. It's like, this is, you know, nonsense. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, as I said at the top of this, I think this is as good as a Marvel has been in a while. And it's mainly because all that, all the Marvel bullshit, the where we're making, we're setting up the next film and stuff was at least minimal enough that this does tell a, a self-contained story. That's what made, I think, both Black Panther and this the the best Marvel films is because more than any other, they are self-contained. They don't... They still, obviously, have bullshit in them, but not as much as some of the others, where you're like... Where, like, there's some movies out there that feel like all they are is... Like, Age of Ultron... It's just Oof. all it is is we're introducing Oof. characters. That movie. Oof. These placeholder films. Yeah. I, and I can tell you as a person who sort of comes and goes from Marvel, like I'm not invested in their universe, a movie yeah. like Age of Ultron is a death rattle for me wanting to see another Marvel movie. Yeah. Like I got to get dragged to the theater after I watch that. Oh, absolutely. You know? But this film, like there's an identifiable beginning, middle and end. Yeah. That's a sure. self-contained story. Sure. That, that's like, okay, these new villains, we're learning their world. We have this grieving thing we have it's just it really for me is the sore thumb that stuck out is um iron which was like oh you're this feels like she'd feel like you're right is the character uh was great but the superhero 
is like okay we don't need this but like i agree with that i but i would also say be like this is the reason i keep hammering it the need to make sure everybody gets some emotional movement for the sake of for the sake of them being viable characters to put in other stuff bloats the movie and then robs the movie of its emotional resonance later when they're like oh all along shuri was burning with hate and rage and it's like well she can't be because she's too busy learning like a really cool civilization that she kind of likes if they kept this hyper focused on shuri yeah i would have felt better when she became black panther at the end right for sure right um not even just her like again, it's a story. There were there were basically three women who were trying to make sense of this tragedy, uh, maybe four if you count Okoye. Yeah, and th- that was the story, and it w- that yeah. that was the good stuff. We could have had more of it, you know. Yeah, if they were hyper focused on that, right? Um, it just felt yeah. It just felt like, uh, I yeah. I don't know. It I, was I also got to say, th- th- I would I would be thrilled to watch a political thriller. Uh, that is Wakanda dealing with the UN, like and and I yeah. mean like we don't get into the violence and the superhero horseshit. Like maybe like maybe there's some of it, but like it's just it's just a fucking like it's the Cuban Missile Crisis. But instead of like having superheroes fly out there and knock all the nukes out of Cuba or whatever, like it's being done through diplomacy with these interesting characters. Yeah, that's wanna, a good movie. So I want to talk about I want to talk about this. Is that yeah. this is a big Marvel problem. Okay, I'm, um, I'm ready. And this, I this is in the first Black Panther. I've already sort of talked about this, but it's in the first Black Panther. It's in many Captain Americas. Uh, it, it's in this one, which is that the best action in Marvel is the action that actually happens like in the like the first act, almost or second always. act, right? They're getting yeah, you into which the is scene. Like, car chases that are yep. practical, stunts yep. that are practical. Yep. The last action scene is always the absolute worst. Well, it's orgiastic. It, it's got to cut between seven storylines they've created. So you can't really watch any of them. Yeah. And because they constantly think that in order for it to matter, they have to escalate it. And what escalation means is CGI. It means a big CGI battle where nothing you're seeing is actually real. And that's, that's what it is. Is that like, like the car chases in this, in the first part, I was like, this is fucking awesome keep it going and that was the same with black panther um the car chase the fights when you can see their faces when they're just fighting people uh captain america it's the same way when he's on that boat and he's like fucking murdering people uh and like that's all the cool stuff and then by the end of that movie they're like oh there's fucking giant fucking helipad carriers which doesn't make any sense so one i I, one time when i was in film school i went to uh, the theater to watch I believe it was Transformers it might have been Revenge of the Fallen or it might have been Dark of the whatever the fuck uh, right. Dark of the Moon that's probably the one it had like wingsuits and shit okay so the wingsuits happened in the third act and they were soaring between these buildings I remember yeah and the, it and they were like there was just gigantic robot shit happening and I looked at my friend who I'd gone with and we were really we were excited because it was going to be dumb and fun and right. we were we were bored to tears. Yep. Bored to tears. And that was the Those first movies. moment. That was the yeah. first moment as a filmmaker that I realized it's never really about the scale. It's not about the scale. It's about tension. And tension, I mean, this is like dumb film school stuff, but I'm going to do it. Because tension is wanting something to happen and being afraid that it won't. 
That yep. is tension. And the problem with these orgiastic violent scenes is you don't have enough time to want anything because they're mostly about exposition. They're not actually creating the will they, won't they. They're creating the, oh, this is what the plan is. Oh. They also don't, yeah, they also don't understand tone. Um, yeah, a good example is like Mad Max, The Fury Road, where it's like oh, the, big, the, big, the big ending is a truck crashes. That's it. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. I've, In the moment, yeah. it's fucking amazing. Uh, because it is like, Transformers are a great example where it's like, after a certain point, if there's no stakes, it's just noise on the screen. Well, and especially, again, again especially when it's CGI. Because I would argue that even if there's like, a good example is Michael Bay, early Michael Bay, Bad Boys 2, which is like, okay, this isn't the best plot, but they are literally driving a Humvee through a city or through a uh, shanty town. And it's like, yep. this is at least fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun. I, know, I might not care about the stakes, but I am entertained. I'm engaged, engaged in a, the action. Yeah, yeah. If it's a big CGI dildo fighting another, I'm like, I, it's, it's a computer, man. I, I'm not impressed. People, um, people spend a lot of time complaining about CGI. And I understand CGI does break reality enough that you don't care. But I really think it's not that it's CGI. It's that the fights are no longer a thing that you are expecting and therefore have a, a hope for. They are now plot exposition. So like, yeah, you're right. One of the greatest fights of all time, and it's 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 you're going to be surprised by this. It's in the good and the bad and the ugly, and it's literally mm. just three guys. They're all they back against this wall and they all have guns on each other. And you're like, who's going to get shot? And it yeah. takes like two minutes. It's too long. It takes forever. <laughs> but all it is is eyeballs looking at each other. That's all it right. is. And yeah, it no, fucking I, works. It this works. This is a, a more noisy version. But like, for example, Godzilla versus Kong, which I didn't think was a particularly great I didn't movie. I did see that movie. But, uh, um, but it ends with just a one-on-one. And there, it's like pro wrestlers right. fighting. That's what and you want. Th- it is, right. And it is completely CGI. And and that didn't take anything away from it because it knew that it was a it's one on one brawl. Doesn't matter if they're CGI or not. It's it is about like I think CGI often creates the problem, but it isn't the problem. No, You're it's right. it's what moviegoers think is the problem because they don't know the storytelling mechanics enough. Like yeah. I'm so glad you brought up wrestling. Wrestling at its best yeah. is actually the very best at this. Yeah. Uh, like one of the greatest wrestling matches I ever saw was Stone Cold versus The Rock in this in a WrestleMania yeah, called WrestleMania X Seven. But like they had a promo for it, right? And the promo was not about how awesome these dudes are. It was about how much this match means for each of them and beating the other means. Like it was right. just selling stakes, and it was selling emotion, like not right. how be- how awesome these guys are, and it yeah. fucking works. You know, like, for example, or sorry, for the record, the Godzilla yeah. versus Kong isn't an emotional fight. I, sure. That's why I think that movie fails. I was just saying visually, you can still have an interesting fight with CGI. But yeah, um, you're this, right. Is that what matters most? Like if Godzilla had fucked Kong's wife and they were like really going like it was an emotional battle, I would have enjoyed that more. It's why um, Empire Strikes Back is better than Return of the Jedi, because those right. are those are two movies with different philosophies about how to create tension. Empire yep. Strikes Back, and, it's just Vader versus Skywalker. And like right. that's it. And it's enough, because that's what we've been waiting for. And I want to bring it back to Wakanda Forever, because I want to talk yeah. about the ending in yeah. that context. Great. Because so what happens is basically um, Namor kills 
the queen. And so again, it, it yeah, felt like a hat the, on the a hat. A little after the midpoint. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it felt like a hat on the hat where Shuri yeah. was already like had this darkness in her because of her brother, but now she has this new darkness. And it's like, okay, well, that feels like a hat on the hat, but whatever. Okay. So I, the I idea say, is we, we start a revenge arc. We start the thing where she's like, I want to kill Namor. And Winston Duke, who's, again, killing it. No notes for Winston he's Duke. He's great, yeah. Um, basically goes to her and he's like, listen, if you kill him, he's their god. You are going to yep. start a forever war. Yep. Like you need to, you need to think about this. Like, so they create this situation and you know, you see it coming because the part where she goes to Atlantis, let's just call it Atlantis. They show like the children (laughs) there and they show all the families. So they're clearly setting up that these are also good people. Right. So it's the idea of two leaders, um, going at it at the expense of their, of, of their people. Yeah. They're last of us. They're last of us doing it. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know how it's going to end. You know yeah. it's going to end with Shuri finding a middle ground with um, with Namor. If she's going to be a queen, she has to. Right. Right. But there's this dark ass moment where she basically says, "What happens is Namor attacks the city Wakanda and kills the queen, and they move everybody out of Wakanda, and they're like, what are we going to do?' She becomes Black Panther, but and that's when she has the Killmonger scene, and you realize like her motivations are dark darkness you realize that instead of knowing that's where it's going and being afraid for her for sure that's where you discover it continue yeah but on the this is the subject of action i guess is that yeah yeah yeah. so the idea is at the end she's like we'll set a trap we're gonna go into the ocean we're gonna draw them to us and we're gonna attack and winston duke is like i don't want to do this and she's like you're gonna fucking do it i'm the black panther i order you so essentially what's happening is she's ordering them all against their will to go fight for her in this vengeance and then we get to the battle, and it just becomes a Marvel battle. Does that make sense? Where people are like right. two and one liners, right. and like, ooh, that's gotta hurt. Ooh, yeah, we're having fun, and like, and like uh, they they have um, uh, Okoye like meet her, the guy that she keeps trying to kill, right. and they have a bat, and it's like supposed to be like this victory. But the entire point of the scene is this war is bad. And Marvel is just like, yeah, we're having a great time. But it'll be you fun can't first. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't do that. Like, if you wanted that to actually have an emotional stake, you make it so you keep, you stay on Winston Duke, frankly, and on Okoye, and have her like have more of a say. And you show that they're going into a battle. You do the scene where you do the fucking Lord of the Rings scene where he sends his son into battle, right? Ooh, yeah. And fucking yep. Pippin sings. You do yep. that. That's a good scene. You do the. This is a tragedy. But instead, they wanted to have their Marvel cake and eat it, too. So they're like, we're going to, oh, here's Ironheart. Look, pew, pew, pew. Like, it was that. And it was like, you literally set this up to be a sad sequence. And then you want us, you want to make it fun. And, and, and that's the stuff where it's like, you'll never, they'll never be able to make a movie that's truly, like, award-winning or a resident, like a scene like that, if they can't help themselves and have to be Marvel. <laughs> Like that, that was it, what it came down to is some executive was like, yeah, but it'll be fun though. Right. And it's like, Ugh. all right, we'll make it fun. Like that's what it, it does. Felt like. It does feel like an executive made these decisions. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hope, I hope that's true actually. Yeah. I, I've had the same critique of WandaVision. I had it with werewolf by right. night where it's whenever Marvel goes, this is going to be different and unique. And then they're like, yeah, but this is going to be pew, pew, pews. And it's like, yeah, of course. And it's always tonally inconsistent with what they have set up. I don't. I think Marvel thinks their fighting is better than it is. Like I, like I think yeah. they they could very easily make a movie that isn't that doesn't have fighting in it. 
Yeah. Like, like I honestly, like, like there's no reason they can't do Hawkeye Mission Impossible or they can't do like uh fucking like Wakanda Michael Clayton. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, oh, like no. they're, they're just not willing to do that shit. And it's like that's Hawkeye the show. Yeah. Did you watch no, the Hawkeye I watch show? It. No, I didn't watch that's it. That's a great example because it's like it's like 10 episodes and nine of them are that. And then the 10th, sure enough, it's pew, pew, pew. Right, you can't, can't stop And it's like, it. motherfucker, right. like, you don't have to pew, pew, pew every fucking time. Or Werewolf or, by Night was like, we're going to tell a horror story. And then at the end, it's, oh, he's a superhero. He's flipping around, killing people in a wonder. And it's like, great. Like, it's the same shit every single time. And they got to get off of it. Yeah, because it's not, we can't invest in it because it's, uh, they don't build up to that stuff. I think the reason that, the Infinity War, you know, duology ended up being satisfying is because all the fighting built to one big fight. It's like right. the, the one fantasy you can have that they hadn't delivered, they really yeah. delivered there. So it and look at Yeah, know? and look at the Marvel films that often stand out. Like, Doctor Strange uh, it doesn't end with pew, pew, pew. It ends with, I'm going to kill you over and over again until I get tired. Yeah, that uh, was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's fu- it's cool when like or Guardians of the Galaxy, like that's like the weird dance off stuff, where it's like anytime they actually subvert expectations of how it needs to end, um, it it, it yeah, like save save the big wars for yeah your Avengers movies, you know. I mean, I think uh, that I think they could have not done the big battle scene, uh, in, at the end, and they could have done David and Goliath, and it would have been more satisfying. Yeah, like they, I would have liked, you know, a version where they actually say to Shuri like no. Um like there's almost like a political upheaval and she like becomes Black Panther but it's sad because right, it's she's bad. just going to yes. she goes it alone right. and like and has to realize alone like this isn't the answer. Like I like the version where she becomes like she almost becomes a fucking monster, you know, and has to pull back. Uh where she like goes to Atlantis or something, you know? And like returns and starts killing people or something. Or what if she goes to Atlantis and like literally assassinates Namor and then creates a real problem and creates a war and then the movie ends and you're like, yeah, that would have been good. I would have been like, ooh, but also like it's easy to like. I guess there's a part of me like wants to be defensive of the people that I know who worked on this film. But like, all right, for the record, I don't actually think that's the answer because I think what's more important is that this film be about Chadwick Boseman and grief. And so, Agreed. like, that's why ultimately the pew 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 part, the superhero part, felt like it was like they were like, "Listen, we have to have this in." Right. <laughs> and so, so it's they a just did the they did the path of least resistance with that story, so they could focus on what they really wanted to focus on. Uh, but they I didn't think. spend the. I mean, I think that's what I I think that's the part that the filmmakers nailed. And it might yeah. be, I mean, maybe that is what they wanted to do. It's hard for me to say what they wanted to do. They probably yeah. still wanted to deliver a real action film. I, I mean, like they, you know, it is what it is. I feel like we didn't get the fight that we really wanted to see. Like if there was a, if there was a giant scale battle that we did want to see, this situation wasn't it. Like, I think what we wanted is like to see like a, like a on the planes, these two, sort of laser spear wielding peoples duking it out right like isn't that more what you wanted to see with this setup they fight like on the beach briefly and he stabs her through the torso and she's fine that was like a what yeah that's 
that yeah. to me is a microcosm of everything wrong yeah. with Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stabs her through the stomach. I, the audience uh, gasped, gasped. Gasped. And it was like, Whoa. and I thought, and in that moment, I was like, oh, what an interesting idea. She pulls the spear out, never addressed again. And it was like, wait, you can't, That it's the cake and eat it too. Yep. You can't stab someone with a spear and make people get concerned and then not address it. I mean, like that's cheating. They just you can't didn't have do that. the time. They just straight up didn't have the time. It's, there was a it, lot yeah, of that. But it's like you it's like killing a character and then just bringing them back the next scene. It's like, ooh, made you feel emotions. And it's like, yeah, but you cheated. But at, like the, ex- could, at the expense of never believing you again. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, and so that that was like what was even the point of that? Because yeah, that's the point where like she should have just been beating the shit out of him. Like it should have yeah. been it should have been again that marvel has been you're right like they've been leaning on this a lot because spider-man was the same which is the revenge almost becoming a monster uh that's like their theme now so i see why they were like trying to avoid it but then it's like then don't do it like it, you know if well, you're not going to do it correctly don't do it i was going to be very upset if this turned into some like uh into some like vengeance is the only s- solution like for you know like sort of yeah. fourth, fourth season of handmaid's tale i was gonna i was gonna be like no nah, man we've had enough of that story i don't think that's actually good for us to keep hearing oh, yeah, that over and over marvel has also had uh, enough of vengeance isn't the answer because right spider like so right. far so what did you just point out wandavision yeah is that right spider-man is that now uh and now this and every single one it's the character about to kill the bad guy and then being like, no, like I, I'm better than that. Like Marvel keeps playing the exact same note here. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Is like, it would have been fucked up if she just became a villain. Cause the, the idea of exploring the darkness, I think goes against honoring Chadwick. Like that ending. That's true. Needed to happen. Yes. It, right. So sure. He it needed, would do that. Need, needed to be good by the end. Um, and that's why I'm thinking like, why even do that? Like, again, what if Shuri's arc is that the weight of this nation is on her shoulders suddenly? And what if um, we, the new Black Panther, was uh, Okoye dealing with the guilt uh, and wa- like uh, the guilt of letting Shuri down, the guilt of letting the queen down? Like the the I know, like I think that's more compelling for Marvel, who's keeps doing these revenge stories over and over again. I think you could still deal with grief that way. I think you could still have all the things in it. It's tough because uh, I just like, think that's a fresher story for Marvel. It's not that fresh because all all you're really doing is like, yeah, just I mean, doing a rebooted. Fresh. I know doing a rebooted yeah. hero origin story because that's what all the hero origin stories are. Like, am I really worthy to be Spider Man? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's and and you know maybe she deserved that kind of an origin story. I. I I do think they struck in between ideas here, like not quite at the idea. Yeah. Um, I think the whole taking revenge thing is utterly preposterous. Like it's just like a, it's such a, it's 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 such a like giving people the feelings that they want that are going to make them sick later. Yeah, it's and like again, junk the more food I think ideas. About it, the less the less it actually works, just because. Yeah. Of course they get they start her with the my brother stuff and then they're like and also my mom and and now i'm gonna do revenge i don't know it, it that what this also comes down to is that uh, i i I'm, I'm i think i think i believe this superhero films 
essentially just only have like five plots. That's part of the problem, of course. right? Right. It's like it's I'm a super powerful being, and it's like okay, what do you do? You either introduce a more powerful being, you introduce a revenge or like a revenge story, or like I need to save someone I love. Um, but it's always just about the fact that they're super powerful, right? Well, that's the hook. Is the idea? Or it's about responsibility. I, I yeah. They never explore. They never explore the the mundane aspects of being a superhero, which I continue yeah. to think uh, would provide uh, like a generation of movies with life if they would do that. Um, I don't even like want to pitch the ideas that have, like rattle around my brain when I think of that because that's right. like you know what they'll probably fucking do it. Uh, I agree. Like we've seen and like we've just seen it. We've seen it, and I, you know... We've seen all the meta stuff. It's been... Superheroes, to me, aren't particularly complex concepts. Uh, not anymore. I be- yeah, and I... Well, I believe that because, like, I even the meta stuff is now becoming like, yeah, 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 I know, they're fascists. Like, I get it. Like, <laughs> the, like that... Uh, we, we did a podcast on martial law, a comic from the 80s, yeah. that's basically just the boys, and it's like, oh, yeah, they've been saying this since superhero comics started. Like that, that's the thing is like, there's literally, there's nothing new to say about superheroes and we've hit the part cinematically where all this stuff that was said in comics have been said in movies and it just feels like it's played out, which is like all, all the versions where it's like, what if it's meta and self-aware? What if we explore that they have too much power? What if we talk about them being fascist? What if a superhero like Superman is bad? Like it's, it's all the what ifs we've kind of done all the ones we're allowed to do. Like, I think like even Marvel is like exploring the fascism stuff and like the white supremacy stuff in the, and Falcon and winter soldier. Like, uh, so I just don't, I just don't know what else to do. It just feels like at this point, it's just all, it's all rehashes. And the fact that they don't do what we've been talking about, which is like the, the, the last frontier is characters. And they don't really do it. It's also the like, first frontier. It. It's like, yes. What? No, sorry. The last frontier of superheroes. I see. Is like, like the last thing you could do in a superhero film is do a movie where the superheroes can padding their grief and never fight anybody. But they're not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're talking about. Well, here, which is I like mean, a Wakanda forever where there's, it's just about grief and about like moving on and like about like the politics of Wakanda it's like that would interest you and me. I don't think they'd ever do it. I'll put it to you this way. So I think they would only do it as a prelude to another round of the same thing. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, I think eventually if we continue on this, con- like on this spectrum that we're on now without, you know, social upheaval or like economic reprisals for the United States that so that we're still making the main entertainment for the globe. Uh, I think ultimately they will make like superheroes will expand into all genres because uh, they'll realize we can make more money this way. Right. Uh, and then, but because like, I think studio executives understand that action movies are always going to be the most profit generating thing. They will all, they will just reboot all this. They'll just do all these moves again. Yeah, probably like, for of a new course, that's exactly new what audience. Yeah. Iron Man, like in five years, we'll get Iron Man, and as if we've never seen Iron Man, you know, like I don't w- know. Yeah, I think it's going to take a little bit for Marvel. I think what Marvel has up their sleeve is obviously, I think X Men and Fantastic Four, 
that's the next big thing they're gonna whip out and we're gonna get that we're gonna get a whole we're gonna get 10 more years yeah yep we're gonna get 10 years of fantastic four and x-men well Um, you vote with your money friends i would say don't well okay if i was gonna spend money on any marvel movie it would be this one because there is some sincerity in it and uh there are some cool things in it uh but i also feel like marvel in general is uh is uh, it's junk food you know what i mean like like ultimately yeah. it's not good for you as an emotional that's, being I guess that's, you know? that's what i'm saying about superheroes is like i think a superhero is like jason Voorhees, right is that sure jason Voorhees is fun but there's only so many stories you can make about jason Voorhees, and they tried you're them all gonna, baby they tried yeah, them all you're not gonna make like an emotional story uh about jason Voorhees that doesn't involve him killing people like every jason movie you make He's going to kill people because that's what he does. It's the same with superhero movies is that, yes, we are trying to, like Logan is a good example, which is, I know a lot of people liked Logan, but Logan's another one where they're like, we're going to do this like grounded, real emotional story. And then it just ended with pew pews. It's again like, oh, and he's going to fight a supervillain. And that's, that's what he's going to do because that's what superheroes do. So there's never, there's a very small box in which they exist. And you can tell beautiful stories in that box. But at a certain point, there's just going to be, it's limiting. It's so limiting. And this felt, I felt the, I felt the limitations watching this because this is a movie dealing with deep emotional issues that still felt limited by its genre. And that's fine. Yeah. uh, Right. I, I, I'm curious. I would be curious to hear how a 22 year old walked out of this film and felt. Oh yeah. Like whether they're like, this is the best thing ever or not. Um, like it's huge. It means a lot. This movie means a lot to a lot of people. Well, and the, there's absolutely nothing that can take that away. The postscript. You know what I mean. The postscript scene uh, got we didn't also even talk about literal gasps. Uh, yeah, which actually surprised me because so the postscripts is that he has a son. T'Challa had a son with had with a Nakaya. son, right? And that was a good. I didn't even. It didn't even like occur to me. But that is. Almost what every movie does when right. a character dies, right? Of course. New birth. Right. New birth. So it's so it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, of course. Why didn't I even see it coming? Still worked. Oh, yeah. It, like, was, great. it was like It was like, whoa, big move. Uh, yeah. It was very cute. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it made her character, who is, again, too absent in this story, uh, make a lot more sense. How did you feel about uh, Namor's story? Uh, in general so this is another marvel issue i thought and i i this is it's it's i'm torn on this issue again it's it's all superhero shit so it's hard but that's one of the new marvel things where they're trying to make things different so they do sympathetic villains more and they all kind of have starting to get a sameness which is my very magneto story story. his story is very magneto yeah I, I have a legitimately sad story and I'm scared for very right reasons and my decision is bad. And that was what Killmonger was and I thought Killmonger was a better version of it than this. The Namor, they had to do, they had to introduce an entire civilization, an entire new guy. And like, that was the thing. Killmonger was like built into Wakanda whereas Namor, it's like, okay, we're a bunch of mer people. 
This is how we started. Like the movie has to come to a screeching halt basically to be like, so here's our, our deal. And here's why we're sympathetic. Um, the actor was fine. It's, it's fine enough. It's just, um, yeah, the actor was, fine. you know, like I liked him. sometimes you just want a bad guy. who's like, I'm evil. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like for a movie like this, I kind of thought like, let's deal with the grief stuff and let's just make a bad guy. Let's just have a bad guy. Well, yeah, or, or make him, make him. I just wish they'd been more like mirrored societies than they came across. Yeah, they seem like what that's what you, they were supposed to be. Yeah, it's what yeah. you're saying, which is, um, uh, which is the idea of like too many arcs, too many people. Too, that yeah, too they, many people. Like yeah. Namor was a fine character. It's just that in this movie, it felt like a bit much. Also, I so. People are going to be comparing this to Avatar, right? And having not seen the new Avatar, it, just watching the trailer, Avatar is uh, the water one, right? It's all it's the way of water. <laughs> that's what the, that's just from the it. trailer. Yeah. If you're watching the action in the trailer, have you noticed something about this trailer? I I mean that it's they're not underwater that much. No, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, because here's the problem with action underwater. You can't do is it. It's, yes, right, it's right. slow. You can't do they it have, even, even in video games. The swimming level yep. sucks. Yeah. Yep. They So what they did in, like, if you watch, again, maybe Avatar, maybe it will have this problem. I'm just going by the trailer. But they have scenes where, like, they're in a flooding area. Water is Water can work in action when it's not the entire thing. When it's like, oh my god, we're running out of air. Have you ever seen... Oh my god, it's the Titanic. There's... Oh, oh, right, wait. Right, right, right. That Which works. Which this, this movie does. The water grenades, awesome. Um, Absurd but, and awesome. Have you ever yeah. seen the Batman movie from like, I don't know, like late 60s, early 70s or whatever, where like it ends up with all Batman's villains in a fight with him on a submarine? And That's they're like great. literally punching each other off the submarine, falling in the water, climbing back up, and then getting knocked off again. That's the right. whole thing. <laughs> That's great. As I was watching this movie, I was like, that would be kind of funny if they just kept that getting knocked into the water and they keep coming up and yeah. <laughs> keep knocking each other off. Really seemed like that's where we could have gone with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, but the, I thought just the problem with him and his people was that in order to make them formidable they had to just keep being on land like them being in water felt like it didn't matter well ever again i think this is where they could have been like the the thing about water in general is what the fuck's going on down there right that's like the cool thing about the ocean it's why subnautica works so well right the video game so like these um aquaman did a good job because they're like it's over the top they're riding sharks you know right 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 okay so like if you if you do you can do water battles right if you but you have to like really put a lot of bullshit in there but yeah go on well my my point would be that i think that it's an argument for not knowing who these people really are Yes. Only like like they are sort of like Cthulhu or whatever, where the it's first, like they show up yeah. for motives you don't understand. They're kind of like the Borg, and you you learn they learn enough about them to like this is what we have to do, and but like they never really know them as people. Yeah, you know. I'm sure it's the comic books, and they have to honor of course that. It is. Yeah, of but course. the be- the strongest the villain was in this was that first scene. Yep. where they're underwater yep. and you don't know what's down there, and yep. they just the the divers vanish, and then the siren stuff, and it was creepy. 
and it was like oh this is cool but then the and then when they first showed up and you looked at them you're like oh they look badass um but yeah you're right is the moment he's like they're like showing like little kids playing like like soccer in the water i was like this is silly well it's and and i would argue their underwater world didn't look that good either like it was kind of dark and you couldn't really see it's hard to see the lighting was not ideal i would say that there was two directions they could have gone with that they could have gone the way they did which is like mirrored society or they could have gone alien like whereas you never understand them uh you understand that they're humanoid but they refuse to be known and uh therefore it's like we got to kill them all you know uh and then it would have been interesting after that to find out how civilized they really were so that, See, that like would have been a really cool twist yeah is you make them you do like an enders game you do a thing where yeah she's like yeah. i'm gonna kill these beasts and then maybe she doesn't because she realizes that they have a humanity that they're like you well, could do something like that yeah you could do like she kills them all and then but i it's marvel so and it's it would like, have paralleled it would have paralleled wakanda's vision of themselves in the un exactly. where they're like we're the good ones we we are the ones who are holding up the status quo by not getting and, vibranium out and they know? could realize that like the way they see these people is how they get yeah mad at being seen right as like freaks as outsiders right so that would have been a really yeah that would have been a really cool idea um, yeah, that's what it is. The Namor stuff, again, I'm sure it's the comics, but it just felt like the movie came to a halt and that they never quite, because it's like, oh, come to this underwater city. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then it just is just a cave because they can't actually bring them down there. And then they're like, get in this big clunky suit and come down to the underwater city and then we'll bring it bring you back up. And it was just like, it was so clunky, all the stuff with that city where it was like, here's our holding area, and then you have to go to a separate place, and then we're going to bring you back up. And then, like, someone has to, like, track your to this beach, and then we, like, I'll go down and rescue you that way. Uh, it just, it was, I don't know, man. I really feel like uh, this shows us why James Cameron is a great director. Yeah. Because that kind of, and, like, not in contrast to Ryan, per se, but just in general. Because... James Cameron has always delivered on that kind of spectacle. Yeah. Like if they're going to go into another world, it's going to be awesome where you go, you know, certain, yeah, certain things you can do to make it more efficient. Like for example, uh, Stargate it, just Stargate it or Assassin's Creed teleport. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just have a fucking portal. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's little things like that where it's like we don't need to really think about this as much as you're making us think about it. So just do a portal. Do like like remember in fucking speaking of James Cameron in the abyss where they go to the surface at the end and one of them just says like the aliens must have done something so we didn't have to decompress. <laughs> and then it's and, and that's it. And it's like, you know what? Really stupid line. The yeah. movie's great. Yeah, I'm glad cares? you didn't. I'm glad yeah. you didn't dwell on it. Like it's shit like that where it's like, put like stick stick a futuristic thing on her and say this will deal with the pressure, and you can come down here. Like I I don't know, man. Like so, I I would have accepted a lot of bullshit there. Instead, they're like, we're gonna put you in a diving suit and bring you down. And it's like, uh, all right. I I. God, this is a dumb tangent. I'm just going to say it. I don't want to spend more than eight seconds on this, Dave. Yeah. So, like, I feel like N- N- Namor's origin story 
is like it, it troubles me on like a how much do I need to care about the lore of the Marvel universe level? Because there's a lot of questions that I felt like are just not addressed. Like, why isn't he like everyone else? Just because he was pregnant, like his mother was pregnant when they took the plant. Right. He was, he's like a daywalker. He's right. He's why, why does that give him? Why does that give him flying feet? Like that kind of stuff. But yeah, that the stuff feet didn't make any fucking sense. They don't make sense. And like that, but that kind of stuff feels to me like the appeal of Marvel is like all these like interesting corridors and alleys of the lore, but it's all deployed in this very ramshackle way in all these movies, not just this one, all of them. So I guess I don't get it, you know? Yeah, the thing about comic books (laughs) is that they're stupid. I mean, I I used to read them when I was a kid, and I liked them. They're they're a lot of fun. But what I mean, I, I, I think people know what I mean, is I'm not insulting comic books. It's just that they're silly. They're silly. They, it's it's oh he has wings on his feet. How does that work? I don't know. We were we were all high, you know. Like it's just people making shit up. And then these movies have a choice. And the choice is: do we try to make this make sense, or do we say fuck it? And I think with this stuff, they should have said fuck it a little more. Yeah, um, they should have crafted these people more for the needs of Wakanda and that story. Yeah, they should have just been like, it's magic. They're magic. It's fine. You know? But they couldn't. Like, they should have come down with the comet, you know? It should have just Something been like part that. of Vibranium. Like, yeah. like, honestly, it's like, if Vibranium's this magic ore, why don't they find out, oh, this society has existed for 2,000 years, and this is the effect of Vibranium over time on yeah. a group of people? That would have yeah. been like, great. You know what I mean? Like that's do, interesting. They do magic where they yeah. create. They they come. They they're like a god uh, makes them at the very beginning, and it's like yeah, just roll with that. And yeah, the feet are magic essentially. But again, the diving suit, like having to try to like figure out the mechanics. I don't know. It it almost needed to be a little sillier. Um, yeah, but then see, but then you can't do the the funeral stuff that they want they like it, they seemed the most important thing to me yeah. right like i if i if i'm the filmmaker i think that's the most that's got to get nailed gotta nail that right uh so i don't know man uh i will say it's still fun i i think the leads uh are all very very good like there's yeah, really I, really good acting in this i enjoyed this movie i think the the best yeah. i can say uh, the what I, the the clearest thing I can say is it's about that Marvel box. It's still, you see, it's pushing at the edges of the box that it's in. And it can't get out of that box, but it's very good. And it's as good, you know, like a good example I would say is when they're at the beach um, at night and they're talking about burning the funeral blanket or whatever. And it's this really good emotional scene. And then the bad guy bursts out of the water. <laughs> and right. it was that. That's right. the, that's the, that's the, the dichotomy that's the that's the struggle which is like are we gonna do this emotional real movie scene uh because if you are you don't end it with a flying with, man yeah, bursting here he out comes of the water. yeah 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 also by the way the music was just oh. stellar just so stellar good. the whole way through i loved it uh yeah. it, it's it was like not traditional movie score yeah uh, and that was like oh thank you <laughs> something else you know like yeah. just some good ideas uh, I kind of wish that Coog would make a car chase movie. I feel like he's really good yes, at those. For fuck's sake. That's what I keep saying is yeah. yeah. Black Panther, the car chases and the fight scenes. God fucking damn it. Keep doing those. Also, is it just me or did Ironheart kill a bunch of cops? 
a bunch of Boston cops when yeah. they're they're yes. going yeah yes okay nobody nobody batted an eye. There's a line of cops on the bridge, and she says, "I got this," and they're in their cop cars, and she just bombs them. And then we just never talk about it again. There's some serious like questions about what's going to happen the minute the credits roll. One of them is, if you care about Everett Ross, which this film seems to, so he's a fugitive for the rest of his life. Yes. Like Wakanda no, that just... is what they're setting up. I think he's going to okay. go to Wakanda. Okay. Um, All right. But like when they, they bring Ironheart back to MIT and they're like, don't, don't sell any more tech. Don't get in trouble. And it's like, did you not kill like six cops? <laughs> like right that. she's never going back like yeah. i don't know why she would another, another concern is like it seemed like shuri it decided not to be queen at the end of this story right right like i like, don't know because I, I think she's queen she's queen but Mbaku and showed up during the maker a queen festival You're right and was like i would like to challenge to be king and she didn't show so like that's actually he's king now I guess I I'm down with King Winston Duke. Sure, fine. Yeah, fine. But does but but yeah, does that mean right. Black Panther is a different odd a different office than being king or queen? So that's what I thought it always was. Me too. I always thought so. I that's why I was like, that's why I kept being like Okoye is should be she could be Black Panther, and then you have Shuri have right. to deal with being the queen. That's the general. That just felt more role. Yeah, that yeah. just felt more efficient. But they they went with Winston Duke as king, it seemed, and then Shuri. And in retrospect, it's like, oh, I get that because she's too young to rule. But, but I she's not wanted, too young to be Black Panther. She's, yeah, and she's know, also man. a genius. Again, the, everything they set up with her character is that she's a genius. She's 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 mature. She's fun, um, and she's young, obviously. But that is more Queen material than Black Panther, in my opinion. Um, it, I get again. I get that this needs to be her story because it's her brother who died and all that. But in the like cold logical look at like, if I was ruling Wakanda, how would things be set up? It, it, I, she wouldn't be Black Panther. She's again. She has no idea how to fight. She's not a soldier. Uh, It makes so much more sense to have one of the soldiers be Black Panther and have her, the genius, rule Wakanda, right? Like. It did to it's me. It's her brain. Uh, yeah. it, it made sense to me. I, I yeah. Uh, I I had a hard time getting my brain around it. That's for sure. Uh, like, and I also just wasn't clear. I just wasn't clear, like what exactly the movie wanted us to think about her relationship to being in charge now. Yeah, you know, like 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 they kind of threw like that. They zipped right past that, and it's like okay, so they all really right. did, yeah. And that was a that's a big decision. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, don't I almost feel like the queen could have died earlier, and the movie. There's, there's definitely a, a, a more efficient and a more emotional version of this movie that's focused on like you're the queen now. What are you gonna do? Like, and and then her grief and her anger and all that shit. Like, I don't know. It, it, earlier it, or later, she could have died at the low point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, or I guess maybe that's what that was supposed to be. It just felt like it. The movie was so long that it didn't feel like the right time. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, it feels like there could have been a version where we never thought she was going to die. Like it's like, of course not, right? Like she's like, right. I can't wait to turn this over to you one day, Shuri. And then like just as it happens, you know, right. she dies, and it's like, oh no, you know, Shuri's definitely not ready because she's in a really bad place. Yeah. You know, um, 
I don't know. It's but again, it's I think like, that's what they were trying to do. But yeah, yeah but it's it, again too many masters. It's uh, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that would love to hear like I wish there was some like behind the scenes documentary of any of these Marvel movies where they show us what is the process for making story decisions. I would really like to know. I don't you know? think they want us to know because oh, I, I think know it they would don't. be really embarrassing. Yes, I I know they don't. Uh, like because it's. It, it yeah. violates the idea of these filmmakers who really love these stories go out there and tell these stories. That's probably not what's happening. Yeah. Um, no, anyway. there, there'll never be a Dark Soul. Was that what it was called? The the making of Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, they'll never <laughs> be, yeah, they'll never be the Star Wars Episode One documentary where you get to see, like, how did this, how, what are the mistakes? That's one of the things I sorely miss about behind the scenes yeah. stuff and DVDs is yeah. they used to be a lot more honest. And they're like humanizing. DVD commentary would be people just ripping on the movie <laughs> that they're in. Um, yeah. Uh, and now it's so curated like that. We'll never, we'll never get a Marvel behind the scenes where we actually hear from a director being like, I thought this was bullshit. Like um, the Terry Gilliam 12 monkeys documentary is a great example of like, it's all about how the studio was trying to fuck him over uh, and how he's also a difficult director it doesn't paint anybody in good light that we're we're just never going to get that with marvel it's all so curated it really is like the every time i think about it the more i think about how marvel has taken away a lot for young people who want to know about films yeah i mean like, uh i think they that's it's tough when you're teaching young people how to make films and like their favorite movies are marvel movies because right. it's like that's almost a totally different process. It's like yeah. you have to learn filmmaking and then set a lot of things aside that will hurt you to it's do this. Making a commercial, yeah. It's well, make, it's kind of, yeah, kind of. It is, yeah. Because a, a commercial, bit. a commercial is, I think, the best comparison where they're like, you are selling a product, and through no matter what you make, whatever what you write, you need to sell this product, and it ha- it always has to be this product. You can't you can't piss people off. You can't be too controversial. At the end of the day, there's a product that needs to be sold, and you can't stray from that. And like, yes, you can make some really fun stuff in those parameters, but there'll always be parameters there. Yep, the the guardrails will always be on, and you will you cannot you cannot ever bowl a gutter ball, and you'll never bowl a strike. Yeah, because that's how this works. <laughs> like you know, yep. uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I guess I, I don't know if the tone of this conversation quite told everyone how like B plus this movie is. You know, uh, it is. It's it's pretty good. Maybe yeah, not, we maybe had not a, that high. yeah we had a conversation um, before we saw the movie at Universal City Walk on our date. We did. We did. And we did. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we were talking about how the, the what the importance of representation. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And the idea that this movie does mean a lot to a lot of people. Absolutely, because it's showing. It's showing specifically black women in these roles that they yeah. don't get to be. Um, and and it's, a, it's still a fun movie. In the, in this, in, it's one of the better superhero movies, in my opinion. Um, and so, and this and Black Panther, they're probably my favorite Marvels. Um, or I think they're the best Marvels. Um, and it, it, it is like, we, we talk about it very cynically. Uh, and we talk about, you know, the, the we nitpick the plots and stuff like that. Uh, and, like, that's worth talking about, obviously. Um, but it's more of a frustration with Marvel in general. But, like, this movie is... It matters. It's important. 
even if it's not perfect, people are going to grow up on this and it's giving good things to the world, you know? Uh, it's not a it's not a it's not a morally bad movie, you know? No, and uh, I I like the I like Ryan's determination to sort of both put like uh like an like a legitimately African aesthetic to it and yeah. also add to it an African American uh like character and point of view that is different. Yeah. Like like he's examining different components of that equation that this I think sh- are yeah. interesting. You this know? shit matters. It matters yeah. more than you think. Even if it's cynical, even if it's a bunch of white executives saying we gotta have get that demographic. The comparison I told you last night was that uh, uh Dana Scully created an uh, uh uptick of women going into STEM. Uh the character right. Scully. Yeah. And it's like these have Stuff like Ohura and Star Trek. Like, this stuff does matter. It has real-world consequences. 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 Keep saying it. You'll get it. Yeah. That are positive. That are... It's doing good things to the world. And so that can't... I I don't know. That can't be understated. It was really rewarding to see it in a theater because you really do first of all you don't control who's in the theater with you right so like it's a it's a broad swath of humanity and it works for it works for most moviegoers like there was a lot of cheering there was a lot of like laughs and like they're not cynical old bastards like you and me and i something in me was like oh good good for them and good and i'm glad they have this yeah and i'm glad for the movie that that people like this get to watch the film who are just genuinely enjoying it you know yeah, I'm frustrated by the, the the filmmaking aspects, but like, yeah, the movie itself, uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great audience. Um, you know what was a huge, huge thing about last night? Please tell me. I'm ready. The Nicole Kidman ad came oh my on, God. and people, you want to do that? And, well, and nobody cheered. Nobody <laughs> cheered, and I'm so sick of people ironically cheering for that fucking ad. And so it's it's nice to see because it's Saturday night. I turned audience, to Dave Marvel. And it's really nice to see people not go woo every time that fucking ad comes on. I turned to Dave uh, and I said, we should release a separate podcast where we just watch that ad and talk about, we might. And talk we might. about that stupid ad. But you know what we're going to have to do? Uh, yeah. We have to make a pilgrimage. Because I learned last night okay. that the place they filmed that is only 20 minutes from where I live. So do you, okay, so wait a minute. So what you're asking me to do is go to this exact theater where it happened and then do it. Yep. Okay, yeah, Dave, I, I will talk do that. About, I will do Yeah, that. I want to talk about how it made me how it makes you feel to like be there, you know, where it all happened. Dave, where heartbreak feels good. I'm in. Dave, yeah. I'm in on that. I want to do right. it. <laughs> all right, we'll do it. Great. What a stupid right. what a stupid afternoon that'll be. Yeah. <laughs> Dave and I, by the way, got dinner. We did. It was delightful. It was. It was really nice. We had dinner at like a Mexican place, caught up about life like old pals. Yep. Got you a know? coffee. Had a coffee. Yeah. Good, t- good time. We had a coffee. Somebody in the Starbucks. Universal City Walk. Somebody in the Starbucks had written down Dave's name as Mr. Dave, which yep. just fucking thrilled me. Like it yeah, really dude. made my whole night. It's like, Mr. Dave. Oh, boy. Give that man a top a great hat. Time. Great time. <laughs> That's me, Mr. Dave. Mr. Dave. Don't you forget it. God, it was great. No, I, how yeah. could I? It's tattooed on yeah. my heart now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all all right. I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Sure. I hope I hope you enjoyed this. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, And yeah, go see this movie. I th- if people were like, should I see this movie? I'd say yes. 
Go see this movie. Absolutely. It's one yeah. of the best Marvel movies you're going to see. Our, I hope our, our critiques can be viewed through the lens of the problem with Marvel movies as a genre and the ways yeah. that it stopped this movie from being as good as it could have been. Yeah, I think yeah. they know. They're okay, adults, good. right? I'm just Most saying of them. Yeah, some of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you got an you... army of 10-year-olds watching these and oh, listening fuck. to this podcast. Oh, I can't wait for you to find out some person, like, when you're 50, they just come up to you, are you Mr. Dave? Yeah. I listened to all your podcasts when I was 13. <laughs> You'd be like, what have I done? What oh, madness happened. have I wrought? I've, I've had, uh, <laughs> we have some more news writers who said to me, oh, I've been watching you since high school. And I was like, don't say that. Don't say yeah, that. Yeah. Don't you were, that. you were my hero in high school. That's what right. they say. And then I'm like, fuck, that's what I am. <laughs> a hero right. to a high schooler. Damn no, it. Don't say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're heroes. Yeah. Um, to the wrong people. <laughs> we're yeah. heroes to the wrong people, Dave. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, do you want to plug your heroism again? Sure, yeah, yeah. If, if, if any of you like video games, uh, like for instance, God of War Ragnarok, a film or a, a game that Dave and I are desperately not talking about right now, yeah, uh, please scurry on over to uh, the One Upsmanship podcast. It's really on all any of your podcast servers. You can find it. It's with me and Michael Swaim. Uh, if you listen to it but have not given us a rate and review. Uh, please do. It helps us. We're trying to grow the podcast, you know, uh, into a game empire. If you hate it, hey, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, help yeah. us out, bro. Don't be a dick. Uh, yeah. You know, all the rest of my podcast, again, patreon.com forward slash small beans, where I make director piece theater and talk all about directing at a really technical level with my pal and fellow director, Abe. And I'll show you mine if you show me yours with uh, Maggie Mae Fish, who's a dear pal. And we show each other our stuff. And... uh the other one, the multi-curse one, which I, I really, think we call Escape from the Multi-Curse. I think yeah. that's it. Let's I really liked it. your conversation with her about um, your ma. Oh, and, did you uh, listen to that? I hope my mom yeah. never hears it. I like. I would be embarrassed if she heard it. Was it. Very, it was very cute. It was a beautiful little oh, conversation. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, I try to. I try not to plan what I'm going to say, and I try to like be honest about stuff on that podcast. Like you know, like I feel like right. it's easy to like avoid avoid the truth about things in a podcast like that and just be like you know tell like fun stories right at a campfire kind of vibe um right. but i we don't do that we we you know we get real in that podcast so uh hopefully you guys like that and i don't know man so many other things but those are the ones you need to worry about right now for today sure. thanks for having me dave of course thanks for being on and i Anytime. will um i'll plug our patreon that i do with tom ryman who couldn't be here today he he's actually just on a vacation uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't kill him. <laughs> uh, no, Ryman forever. Um, Tom Ryman forever. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Ryman forever. Listen, we we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. G a m e f u l l y unemployed. Uh, for five dollars a month, you get access to a bunch of uh, exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. Woo! Uh, Woo! We do with the Small Beans, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. Woo! Uh, for five dollars a month, you get all of that. Uh, and then for for more, you can also watch movies with us every Friday night. Uh, there's tiers where you can do custom We Just Watched episodes. You can say, watch this movie, and we'll watch it. There's a lot of options on there. Go check it out. We'd love your support. Um, we also are, you know, you can review us wherever there's podcasts. You can also go to gamefullyunemployed.com, and you'll get a link to our merch store. We have a bunch of T-shirts there. They're really fun. A lot of Fox Mulder stuff. 
a lot of X-Files, a lot of Batman stuff. We have a lot of artists who did a lot of custom uh, art for us. And so it's very unique, cool stuff. You'll be really cool if you wear it. Super cool and unique. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you'll be cool like us. You're heroes. You will be. Yeah. Oh, God. If you're 13, this is your best day. Because you'll get to dress the way we dress and we're 40. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. God, we're so fucking cool. We are the coolest gentlemen. I, that's, you know, that was you a, see the pulse? You see the pulse? You see our fingers directly on it? <laughs> you should have seen us walking around City Walk last night like a couple of lost old men. <laughs> Just yeah. like, we was like, what do we do? There's so many lights. Where do we even go? I don't know. We'll sit down, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the night's going to be. Yeah, uh, I wept. I wept. <laughs> he was so confused the, was, yeah. by all the lighting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we didn't belong there. It was, no. I, I, we didn't belong there. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't. Nobody wanted us. There. Nobody. Not a single person. They looked yeah. past us as often as they could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. <laughs>